We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things, to delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. Well, Elizabeth, it's finally here, our first episode, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you and just be able to hear your heart and kind of share more of my heart. Um, but before we dive in, I wanted us to make sure we took some time just to introduce ourselves. Cause I know we know each other really well, but not everyone listening in knows us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering if you could just start us off and share a little bit about yourself and your family and where you're at in life right now and just help everyone listening, get to know you better. Yeah. Um, so I'm Elizabeth and I am going to be turning 30 this summer. So to join the club. That's weird. (laughs) I've been thinking about that a lot lately, you know, like my twenties are almost over. It's fixing to be a whole new, a whole new thing, whole new decade sneaks up on you. Yeah. Um, so, so that's happening. Um, I have three kids and, um, I married my husband, Chase almost eight years ago. We'll have our eighth anniversary this fall. So, we have lived a whole bunch of places and had some pretty crazy adventures um, leading us up to where we are now. Um, but yes, I had my third baby in January. So she's just almost four months old. Um, and then I have a kindergartner named Cannon and a newly four-year-old named Mary. So we're pretty crazy and busy with our, our three kiddos. And you know, as if that wasn't enough. Um, I started working full time for our church this last, well, it was basically whenever like my maternity leave ended. So now I'm working full time and momming full time and, um, you know, just throw a podcast in there. Why not? You know, just (laughs) why not add something else, you know, add something else. I was actually thinking about that because kind of the whole purpose of this whole project is about editing and kind of really just discerning what's the most important. Um, and I even kind of had some thoughts like, you know, is it wise for me to take on anything else right now? But, you know, this has been something that's been on my heart for a while um, and it hasn't really gone away. And I think sometimes those are the things that um, God tr- is kind of trying to get your attention about something, something he's wanting you to do something he's wanting you to look into. So it's crazy that we're finally here and we're doing it. And I'm so excited. I think, I think there's just been a lot of things that have kind of come together with it too. It's been cool to see. So yeah, I'm excited and I'm ready to add another thing on my plate. I think it's worthwhile. And um, I'm just excited to see where this goes. And I just love that we are kind of equally passionate about this subject, but I think we have different perspectives on it that I think really work together well. And I'm excited. So yeah, that's kind of just a really quick 
little rundown of me. Um, what about you? So I have been married for five years and we, it feels like recently, but really it's been almost, it has been two years, um, have lived out just outside of Atlanta. So we moved from Colorado It's kind of where we met, where we grew up, um, where we had our sweet little son. And then right after we had him, we moved out here just outside of Atlanta. So I have a two and a half year old. It's crazy. He's already two and a half year old um, boy named Graham. And he is one of the most talkative children I've met and will talk nonstop. And, um, you know, in these day and age of quarantine, it's just constant chatter over here <laughs> in our house. So I'm adjusting to that, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, I work part-time for our church with our global outreach department. Um, and that's just been a great avenue for me. I took some time off of working when we first had our son, but I just really felt that God was calling me back into the workforce and it's just a passion of mine. And it's just been really great to see how that's played out. So I work at the church. My husband is an operating room nurse at a hospital just about a mile up the street from our house. And we've just had a lot of transitions in the past five years that we've been married, but it's just been a sweet season to see how God has just been providing and coming through time and time again and kind of keeps opening up these doors for our family. We have two dogs, a cat, and then most recently, as of like just a few weeks ago, we we're crazy and got a bunny. So we're like starting a farm over here. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. And I think it gives our son a good outlet. He feels like he has some playmates. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, but I love hearing your heart because you're right. It's been a long time and this has been a long time coming, you know, thinking back, it's been just over a year. We're like right at the year mark of when you and I first started having some of these conversations. And I know, right about the time when I first kind of started opening up um, via Instagram just about my thoughts on all of this and just um, really feeling this calling and passion, exactly how you were describing, you know, God just kept tugging my heart on this topic and it just kept coming up time and time again. And it's something I really think we as a culture and society are struggling with. We live in this fast paced go, 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 instant gratification, just constant distractions, um, both inside and outside the household. And yet there's like this underlying yearning for something just easier and, you know, this simplicity aspect. And as I started to open up and talk about it more, I was really shocked how many people were responding and just talking with me that they're going through the same exact thing. So I'm excited that we get the opportunity to talk about it. Um, like you said, with some of our same viewpoints, some of the different viewpoints and just kind of work through how does this look like in a millennial family and just in this day and age and what do we even mean by it? You know, I think it's, it's good to start even with that of just this term of simplicity. I think it was right when I was going through transitions of starting to work again um, and juggling the roles of being a mom and a wife and an employee and how do you do all the things and be all the places for everyone at all times. <laughs> and I know you can relate to that, but it just felt like I was constantly falling short and striving and just jumping from thing to thing 
all the while with all of these distractions and kind of this constant beckoning, whether it was my cell phone or the worries of what others would think about me, or just even, you know, things that we own and the day-to-day maintenance and trying to just keep up with all this craziness that's life. And at the same time, it was also the Marie Kondo phase. And I know you remember that it was, everyone was jumping on board to clean and kind of this huge wave of minimalism and just getting rid of and throwing things out. And I jumped on board. I'm a stress cleaner. I love to clean and paint when I'm stressed, which is two very random things, but it was like a great time for that to be the phase and the thing that was in because it gave me an avenue. But as I started to declutter and remove, I realized I was craving a little bit more than just minimalism. You know, I think minimalism is this aspect of getting rid of everything and just embracing simply experiences. But I think simplicity has some of that in common, but simplicity is more focused on removing what's unnecessary so that you can be focused on the good things of life. And it's just bringing things back to like the basic core. And at the time, my pastor, Randy Pope, had said this statement and it really just struck me. And I think honestly, this is where a lot of it came from. He said, simplicity is the byproduct of seeking the right things so as to be freed from dangerous things so as to enjoy the best things. And I just kept coming back to that. You know, I was seeing all of these mini idols in my life and seeing how my family was just constantly distracted and I knew something had to give. And I started talking about it and that's kind of about the same time you reached out to me and really shared your heart that you were going through the same thing. And, you know, you had this kind of what I thought was a wild idea to start a podcast and just start opening up the conversation. I... I'm not huge in a podcast. I haven't listened to much, but I I love that we have this avenue of being able to just share our heart and talk through it and kind of also hear other people's hearts of where they're at. Because we do, we live in an era of side hustles and passion projects, self-care, exactly like you mentioned, like, you know, is this something we want to take on extra with everything going on? Um, But I think the intentionality behind it does show that it's something different. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's funny how similar kind of the avenues that both of us kind of came to like this concept of simplicity, because I too am pretty naturally attracted to like minimalism. I love to organize. I love having things in order. I love checking things off a list. But really, I think it started coming from a place of just having life feel out of control. Like even from just the aspect of like our belongings, our house, our schedules. And then the more I started like kind of delving into that, I started to see it more from the perspective of like my faith And I'm a very creative person, but a lot of that gets lost in just the shuffle. Um, So it's, it's really about editing out what is not important in order to focus on what is, Um, because I'm actually a very detail oriented person. I love details. I love, I don't like simplicity (laughs) in that sense, (laughs) but I think it's just about finding, creating margin just in the beginning stages of talking about all this, it's like, there's so many subjects 
that simplicity can touch on, you know, that I think simplicity can add to. And I think it's going to be fun to kind of start dissecting things and seeing how we can apply it to day-to-day life. Oh, I love that you said that because it does apply to so many areas, but then also I feel like it is a journey that you will never fully reach the end line, which I know can be kind of discouraging for some, but in a way it's encouraging because there's always room to grow when it comes to, you know, removing either many idols or like you said, just focusing on what is important. And I think that's such a sweet thing that, you know, through the sanctification process, it's never going to be something that we fully reach here on earth, but it is something that I believe we're called to do. And we're called, you know, to continually realign our focus on the right things in life. So where are you currently trying or, you know, seeking to bring simplicity about in your life currently? So we are in a major season of transitions. Um, new baby, um, new job, and we're actually in the process of moving as well. So this is actually the like, oh my goodness, like sixth time we've moved in the eight years we've been married. Um, Wow. So looking back on all of those transitions, we were just carrying a great big load of possessions around with us everywhere that we were going. And it was kind of one of those things where we would barely get the boxes unpacked before we were repacking or, you know, there would be things that would barely even, they would just stay in the box and we wouldn't even be taking them out and using them. So I think uh, my husband and I have really been trying to step back and look at the things that we own and really have been trying to weigh whether it's adding value, um, whether it's something worth carrying with us. In that sense, I think we're lightening the burden, you know, the actual literal burden of the things that we're having to care for and maintain. And I think just looking at it from a perspective of like, these things are part of our life. What are we wanting our life to look like? Um, What are we wanting our, our life's focus to be on? We're actually closing on our new house in about two weeks. So we're kind of in the middle of it right now. We're in the throes of it. Um, Yeah, that limbo phase. It's mm -hmm. amazing how much you accumulate so quickly. And I feel like once you have children, it just brings on a whole new level. And it, it really is a hard thing to stay on top of. Yeah. And that's, you know, like you were saying, it's a constant thing. It's not, it's not a one and done process. It's an ongoing process. Um, And I think that that can be like literal possessions, whether it's clothes that your kids are like growing out of. Um, But it can also be like the stages that your kids are like growing out of, you know, as they get to have more opportunities to be involved in different activities. I think it's really important to periodically take a step back and look at all the things you have going on and really make decisions about what you as a family are going to prioritize and put your energy towards, Um, which actually, you know, this time that we're living in right now. So this is if you're listening back, this is April, 2020. So we're in the throes of the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and not we're all, knowing what day it is, not knowing what day it is, not knowing what normal is or what normal will be. <laughs> um, I think it's been a really unique opportunity to kind of 
kind of zoom out and look at our lives and all the things that we have going on and um, kind of maybe kind of restart a little bit. It's been an interesting thing, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We're just, it feels like a, like a new chapter, like we're turning the page on a new chapter. What about you guys? What's, what's, what are you simplifying right now? Well, I love that you brought up the stages of life just in general, because we are in the stage and quarantine does not help, but we're in the stage of having a toddler who finally is aware of technology and aware of screens and, you know, wants to see the pictures on the phone and wants to watch the TV show and wants to watch the movie. Tonight we were watching Moana and not only does he want to watch the movie, he wants to ask why or what's happening or what is it or what's, you know, like talk through the whole thing. And so it's just this constant kind of awakening and awareness of this whole other aspect. And it's been interesting because especially with quarantine and COVID, on one hand, we're really experiencing the beauty of technology. You know, it gives us the opportunity even just now to sit here and talk and kind of share our hearts and to continue working and, you know, to continue keeping things moving forward. But then on the other hand, it's also been so hard to know how to draw the line of, you know, is this technology I really need and it's beneficial to me right now? Or is this just something that I'm jumping on to escape my current reality? And so that's just what we have been working through is how do you help teach that to your child and then also model that for your child? And honestly, we're not perfect at it. You know, it is easy to default of sitting there on Instagram or Facebook and just, you know, mindlessly scrolling to kind of escape really digging in the heart of what's going on. But I think, especially as millennial parents, we hold such an important, um, just view on technology and how we're going to portray that to the generation that will only know technology. You know, we kind of, in a way, still a little bit, we're growing up with it, whereas our children know it from day one. And so we're just kind of working through that. What does that look like to simplify? How do you set guards and rules in place and, you know, monitor this fine balance? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about you know, when I was little and we would go on road trips and stuff, like we had maybe a coloring book or a sketchbook, but mostly we just looked out the window, you know? And it's like, I feel like now with my kids, it's like, man, if we don't have a DVD player or a tablet when we're traveling, um, you almost start to feel like this isn't going to work. And I think it's a, it's good to kind of put the brakes on that a little bit and be like, they can ride in the car. Like they can look out the window, you know, they can learn how to just be and not, you know, have to be entertained all the time. You're giving me flashbacks. We would listen to the same Carpenter CD over (laughs) and over and over. And of course it's the same one. My husband grew up listening to over and over and over. And now, you know, we live in the generation of Spotify and my two-year-old can get on my phone and pull up any song he wants to listen to. And it's just crazy of, you know, thinking back, it's so different. You know what? Actually, when my husband and I first got married, we went on our honeymoon in uh, Yellowstone and we had a burned CD that he had put together with like some of his favorite songs 
there was maybe like 12 or 15 songs on that. We just listened to that same thing. I don't even think like the car that we had, like you could, it didn't have Bluetooth. It didn't have a way to plug to, you know, to plug your phone in. Right. Such a sweet memory looking back now. And it's like, anytime any of those songs come on, it takes us right back there. And, you know, had we had like, you know, Spotify or, you know, Amazon music or something, you know, it probably wouldn't have, we wouldn't have that same memory, you know? So it's just interesting how even in the span of almost eight years, things have changed so much and like what, what's normal now and what we sort of feel like we're entitled to, you know, as far as what technology can give us, it's really interesting how, how things have changed. We've gone from when we would go on road trips as kids, we weren't allowed to ask if we're there yet. You know, we couldn't ask that question. Oh, of course. (laughs) We had to just buckle up and ride. (laughs) (laughs) Good old days. (laughs) Well, you know, it's such a good point because each year really does change so much. And especially being in this pandemic that we're in right now, we just don't know what's going to hold this year. And we've already seen, you know, just within two months, how quickly things have changed. The new norm is totally different. So one thing that I have started doing, I think last year was my first real year I did it, is coming up with a word of the year. And it was just like an easy, simple way for me to have one thing I wanted to focus on that year because, you know, year to year, things do change so much. So I was wondering, have you done that in the past? Do you have a word of the year for 2020? So I haven't actually done that before, but when you started talking about it, it actually got me thinking. Um, and I think I kind of had one in spite of myself. Like I hadn't actually like sat down and thought it out, but the word that comes to mind is balance. I think that is the thing that I am striving for the most in my life right now. Just, just creating that elusive <laughs> sense of balance just with work and with life and with creativity and with kids and technology and maintenance of life and all these things. Um, I think it's one of those things we will always, always be striving for. Um, I don't think we'll ever achieve it this side of heaven. I mean, pretty obviously, but it is something that I'm thinking about a lot more. And if I'm getting a sense that something is really out of balance, it's kind of helping me kind of pull back. Like if I feel like I've been on my phone, like way too much in a day, I'll go ahead and just put it on silent and put it away for a while. So it's actually been really helpful to kind of form my days around a word, a word of the year that I'm like, I'm striving for, even though I'm not perfect at it or anywhere near achieving it. It's, it's been a helpful process for me. What about you? For me, you know, it was interesting because 2019 felt like such a hard year for our family of just things that we were going through. And it was just this constant season of kind of radical dependence. And it's, you know, it's, you feel like when the new year hits, everything's just going to stop and it's like a fresh slate, but it's really carried over into this year. And it's just like each month has been more and more um, of just learning and kind of stretching and growing and just going through some hard stuff and ringing in 2020, the 
word I wanted to focus on was just peace, you know, of seeking out peace, um, just God's true peace that only he can give. But then also how do I help build a home that's centered around peace and have a peaceful atmosphere and just um, kind of this concept of peace and what does that mean for our families and just how to be content in our homes and the ways we interact with each other and just really at peace with that. So that's where I've been and I'm with you. I think starting this practice has really helped me find just one thing that I can dwell on because as moms, we know there are, goodness, thousands of things we could be working on. And there's thousands of things jumping ahead around in our heads, you know, of laundry that needs to be switched over into the dryer and lunches that need to be packed tomorrow. And just, you know, when am I going to get a haircut in next? Just so many things to kind of juggle and keep straight. It's really helped me to, like you said, even it could be daily, but just have like one thing that I try to narrow down and focus on for that day or for that year or for that season. And that's just where God has led me this year. So it's been neat that he gave me that word before I had any idea what 2020 would even hold. You know, it's just another way that he's showing himself that he really is at work and just he's in control of all things. And there, there is a plan for this year. Um, did you have, you mentioned earlier that you had a verse you wanted to share. Yeah. So it's Romans 15, 13, and it's may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I love that. You know, and it's funny because you're like the third person that's recently shared a verse with me from Romans. It's kind of cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that particular book of the Bible has a lot so that we can pull from during this time. You know, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people are finding a lot of peace and comfort in like Romans and um, a lot of the, the stuff that Paul wrote. You know, it's just, it's cool to see how it can apply to so many things, you know? Definitely. I love that. Definitely. Right. Well, this was fun. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting to chat further and kind of yeah. dive into some different topics that we've been thinking through. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. Bye.